0: Bing, 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 bing. It's the recap.
1: All right. So, last we left off with the Nine Hells Company. You all ventured back into Castle Oberskyer, where you successfully went through the rookery into the castle halls. You managed to navigate the halls and go down into the waiting room of Forgalore, the now unused waiting room in Castle Oberskyer. The purple glyphs on the wall producing the constant fog spell clouding the corridors and the whole castle with it. You entered into the waiting room cautiously, John claude going first and finding the stairs, and every subsequent stairs that you came across was covered in webs, getting stuck on it. You heard once entering the room, there was a battle going on, sort of spells being slung at one another in a room directly to the north of this long hallway. Upon entering, John claude was attacked by a strange little shadow, or say little, it was a large shadow that came past in a quick flash, slashing across his torso. You all decided to get the webs off him and decided to split up into this room as the strange shadow thing didn't attack again. Once you all split up, however, Fiddle being the uh, furthest to the left of the wide kind of hallway of the waiting room, he was pounced upon by what revealed itself to be a beast of Malar, a third four-legged creature with a bushy tail, a red face. uh mauled him to bits. <laughs> I think it's safe to say before disappearing into the mist once more. You all decided to regroup because of this, and it didn't attack. So, you will decide the best course of action is to stay together in a group and sort of shuffle your way to the north of the room towards the doors. You stumbled across a dead body, a dead knight's body, which uh, some of you recognise to be Sir Belred's True Silver, which was essentially a human male knight that was always by the Queen's side, Queen Alucer's side. He had his torso cut open with all his intestines sprawled along the floor, along with just gashes of blood left, right and centre like he'd been clawed at. You shuffled all the way to the north side of the waiting room where you came across these decadent, big iron-cladded doors where you heard uh, all of you at this point, the spell-slinging battle going on inside. Uh, This door was labelled the throne room. Upon barging into the throne room you saw a long uh room with a high arching rooftop two raised platforms either side with loads of chairs on them and then at the far side two kind of um spiral staircases that led up to a raised platform with three chairs on them all of them ornate in decoration with the middle one being the biggest of them all which was the throne the Obiskaya throne. Queen alicea stood next to it with her armour and a greatsword, looking up as you all looked up at the ceiling and saw one figure, Lord Magister Sivava, a human male, flying in the air, slinging spells at what revealed itself to be an undead lich by the name of Asarak. They were flying around in the air, slinging spells at one another as initiative started. Asarak's main... Focus of attack was at Queen Alice, slinging spells in her direction as you all swiftly made your way over to extract the queen from the room. Gregory using Dimension Door, John Claude running over as well as you managed to convince her to leave Lord Magister and leave the throne room. However, before she could reach the doors, Asrak pointed out a finger and uttered. Some foul, evil words and casting the spell Power Word Kill, dropping Queen Alicere to the floor. Swiftly following her, Lord Magister Sivava fell to zero hit points and fell from the ceiling and crash-landed into a table before being resuscitated. And the blue dragon warmage, Robert, that was following you in the castle also fell in this battle. Fiddle will. Went to fly up towards Asarak as Savarva swiftly resuscitated, started casting the teleportation spell. Trying to gather everyone in the radius before casting the spell, waiting a turn. As Yul decided to run back to his point, Fiddle, flying back down, got struck in the back by Asarak, dropping him to zero hit points as he fell into Soleil's arms. Fortunately for you all, Asrak had used his reaction that time to cast counterspell on one of his own spells so he wasn't able to counterspell the teleportation as you all teleported out, well, everyone but one. Blue dragon War warmage Robert left dying in the throne room as you all teleported out and then after a flash of white light you all started falling a couple of feet before you crash landed into a rolling hill rolling downwards until you landed into a flat, kind of clearing in this strange forest. You all looked round and after some uh, correction, uh, managed to swiftly, uh, Gregory doing this, resuscitate the queen, using, or borrowing, should I say, a survivor's uh, gem to consume for the spell Revivify, bringing the queen back to life. Fiddle was brought back to life as well. Uh, I believe that was due to Gregory as well. Might be mistaken in that one, though. What a hero. He was. He was definitely the support. Upon everyone basically making it out in what seemed like a lopsided fight, you all just kind of took a moment to breathe and lick your wounds, so to speak. John Claude quickly got to work trying to find a makeshift encampment for the night where you could all take a long rest as it was roughly about 1am. He found like a no- nice little clearing near a stream where Fiddle set up Leoman's tiny hut. And some of you lent, I believe some, uh, a tent or they pulled out their own tent, one of them. But Lord Magister Sivarva, uh created a tent for the Queen to sleep in where um, he slept in the same tent as well but in a different bed. The rest of you slept in Leoman's tiny hut, all of you except John Claude, who decided to go down to a nearby stream and fall asleep on a rock there. And we left off last session with all of you just kind of sat all bloodied, bruised, searing pain from all your cups, and sort of all reflecting in silence about this is the first time at least in a long while for some of you where you've had your had your asses handed to you and it seemed like an unfair fight and maybe a bit of injustice. And that is where we're going to pick up this session. So you all are taking a long rest. So if let unless there's anything anyone would like to do during the night, you can all benefit from a long rest.
2: Very nice. Needed that
1: okay um yeah gregory i did mark off some slots on yours as well so yours should be updated with some other <laughs> stuff that it might be unfamiliar on no, D no D beyond
0: God, use all of my third level spell slots <laughs> you and all my fourth levels as well yeah uh, it's a big fight a singular fourth level spell shot how dare you
1: i feel that might have been a dimension door i'm not too sure though As you're all kind of um, sleeping there, I'm just sort of uh, giving kind of a background thing while you all sort those mechanics out, Uh, you start seeing during the night, as some of you, because you only really sleep for six hours, you could, for flavour-wise, sleep the whole eight because it was a rough and gruelling day, Um, especially attending a ball beforehand and then going off to fight in the castle it would have been a huge amount of energy and a lot of you would be knackered after it um yeah uh be very eventful yeah five or six hours um you'll I would start- quite like to sleep for all eight but
2: i think as anybody with pets will know f m would wake me up as soon as soon as possible
1: for sure so um you would get gonna say aro Also Aren't offense. you like massively paranoid as well?
2: Mmm I am massively paranoid. Did I even get to sleep? That's a good question.
1: It's up to you. What so do you think Fiddle would have it. done?
2: Mmm I don't think it was good
1: sleep. For those of you that might have taken a bit longer to sleep, um, say John Claude as well, like you being on the stream and not being within the warmth of the Leoman's tiny hut. Um Although you're kind of used to hunt, um, just camping out in the woods and stuff being a ranger so maybe it was very easy for you just throwing like a fur blanket over you and finding a nice um, flat rock but you notice there's sort of trinkles um, little flakes of snow that start coming down from the tree openings and the tree canopies and
2: sounds chilly.
1: Yeah, you start feeling the condensation uh, exhaling from your breath um, but those of you inside the hut, you don't really notice much difference as uh, Fiddle's able to determine what the, uh, basically what the climate is in here, you know, the the warmth, the sounds but you will benefit from a long rest and as the morning rolls over to roughly about 8am I. Uh, we've all got to sleep round about 2am John Claude you're the first to awake and you are frozen cold as winter's, winter's breath has started kind of uh, rolling over Faerun as the turning of the seasons you're shivering under the, uh, the blanket as you look over at the unattended fi- uh, campfire uh that was outside of the hut that you set up it should have died out by now but it's still lit you look over and you see a silhouetted figure sits on the opposite side of the campfire sitting down attending to the fire with a cast iron pot held above with a tripod wooden stakes you just see a silhouette and you hear a voice speaks over to you you know for a ranger I would have thought you'd seek better shelter when sleeping in the woods at the breath of winter. And you hear the voice of Tasha carry across the clearing to where you're laying. What are you doing? Tasha's back.
2: Oh, I haven't practiced my friendship. Mm. I'm gonna have to be northern for a while. Nah, just be like soft French. <laughs> baguette.
0: Just woken up. Baguette. Baguette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Oui, oui. <laughs> baguette. Baguette. Oui. Ah, <laughs> oh, mademoiselle, it's so good to see you this morning. It's a Dutch chili don't you think? it's rubbish. It's not no, like my getting, French accent. I, I like it. I like it. That was fantastic. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with my shelter. I'm quite, I'm quite content here. <laughs> on the, you uh, I can't. I can't think and <laughs> be French. I can't think in French at the same time. <laughs> As a She,
1: she looks over you and she's like. bit there's no need to role play, John Claude. When you're with me, it's fine. You can come over, sit by the fire.
2: Uh, yeah, that's that's about it. No, seriously, I'm quite happy with my campsite. You know, I was just, yeah, I was quite happy here by the river. It was it was pleasant. I did I didn't think about the time of year. Um, I I don't think i carrying a calendar, and no one had mentioned it.
1: You see, Tasha looks over <coughs> at you, and she's like, uh, "You you you get the waft of um smell of." cooking sausages and bacon and eggs and tomatoes and she's like uh, I've uh, took the liberty of making you all the breakfast for the morning I hope you don't mind I know you're quite finicky with the cooking and stuff but I figured you all needed the rest after that excruciating day yesterday. Madame I appreciate this so much. You know, it makes such
2: a great change from the turnip soup I've been feeding us all for so long. I'm so sick of the turnips. Why haven't they gone off? How can I carry so many? How?
1: One of the many mysteries yet to be solved in this world. I dream of turnips and also those other dreams.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, do you go over and sit with at uh, the campfire or you're staying by where where you were sleeping?
2: No, for sure. I'd love to go and sit down.
1: Okay, so you go over. like
2: we're, we're friends now.
1: You go over and warm yourself by the fire, start kind of rubbing your your arms and and uh, your body to warm yourself up. As um, she's just sort of um, poking around the sausages on the frying pan. You know, just kind of flipping them over and just kind of rolling them as she speaks. And she's like, "Do you remember the last conversation we had, John Claude?" Um, it it was quite a. Could you just jog my memory? Sorry. We went through the story of your life or at least the life that you could possibly have. Life yet to be. The life of you, Belladonna. The life you could have had with Harland. Yeah. The life you did have with Harland. Yeah. And I spoke about this world being disconnected from others. The world that I was from. And I asked, not asked, but maybe directed. Maybe I, I wasn't clear enough I alluded too much I mentioned about seeking out an individual do you remember the individual's name
2: <gasps> um uh, I had that on a piece of paper for so long and then it didn't come up oh fuck um hang on hang on just give me a second <laughs> um Shadowdale I need to go to Shadowdale mm-hmm. and
1: find somebody there um Uh. Elminster, that's the very it's one. A powerful ally, very powerful, the most by some people. I believe he might have a lot more in common with your plight than you think. This entity that revealed itself yesterday, essentially played its hand, and she looks up at the sky above, and you look up, John Claude, through the canopy trees, and you can see the scarring in the sky still there, almost like that northern light effect with the um, cracked, mirrored reality in the middle of the colours. She looks back down. This creature, Asarak, I think he might have the means of fighting him. I fear the whatever it was that you fought in Castle Obersky, might not be as true as you thought it might be. I believe this entity is the cause of the blue fire the one that's been ravaging everything (laughs) absolutely everything it's it's made me weak and I would see him destroyed and I think and she looks around to the hut and to the tent and then she looks back to you I know you don't claim to be the hero archetype, I know you someone who likes to quite frankly shit on that and I respect that But I think when push comes to shove, the world needs a hero. And not all of us get to choose. And she kind of pokes the sausages around once more. And then she kind of leaves the kind of uh, spork onto the cast iron pan. Which for you is like desecration. It's like you shouldn't leave utensils in a flaming hot tool. Uh, But she leaves it there and she stands up. She kind of brushes herself off and uh, she's got a bunch of snow that's kind of like um, melted onto her uh, lap, kind of brushes it off and all the floors like sludge, it's not like setting as of yet. Just think on it John-Claude, So I say, just I don't know how many more near misses you and your companions might have and I feel like you guys always seem to end up at the right place at the right time. or potentially the wrong place at the wrong time depending on your outlook of things I guess and she kind of waves her hand and you see this spiralling kind of portal open up behind her almost Doctor Strange style and you see inside the portal a land of grey there are dead trees large crags with a solitary hut located in the centre and she turns around goes to walk into it and it's kind of blowing all the leaves on the ground away and she looks over her sh- shoulder and she's like, be careful about one of your companions in the Nine Hells, Johncord. They carry a powerful artifact that will have them turn on any of you if I'm properly managed. I hope we meet again. What do you mean, you hope? And then she just steps through the portal and then it starts closing up to uh, to a needle point dot before closing. And this like high-pitched sound emits from it as it dissipates. And the sound passes through into the hut and it wakes all of you up almost like that high pitched kind of ringing sound for like a moment. And you'll kind of like stir awake everyone that's in the hut. So, Gregory, Fiddle, and Soleil, as you all start stir awake, kind of stretch a bit, not in the most comfiest of s- sleeps. And then you look out over to the campfire outside the hut and you just see John Claude there sitting over and you can smell the,
0: the breakfast cooking. Um, yeah. I guess I I get up, do a little stretch, exit the hut. Where are you going? What? Where are you going? I'm going outside. What for? Reasons. Care to allude to those reasons? I didn't particularly know that I had to. I'd like you to. Well, I'm I'm going outside because my good friend JC is outside. I'm going to go and see him. Then I might go for a little walk in the morning to clear my head. Who are you going to meet? No one. Good to walk on my own. I enjoy solitude from time to time. Sounds fishy. It uh, didn't ask your opinion. You see, Soleil looks looks over at this exchange.
1: She's like, "Ugh, don't <laughs> you <start>. laugh?
2: Ridiculous!" And then I start walking over to JC with Gregory.
1: As you both exit exit the hut, you feel the the cold temperature instantly hit you as the hut is warm but as soon as you walk out of it it instantly hits you and you're just like stop you know <laughs> just run through your body <laughs> as you see jc just sitting next to the campfire oh it's a
0: chilly outside isn't it it's a bit nippy it's a little bit nippy isn't it
2: <laughs> jc how about we go inside can you bring the food inside
0: Bonjour, my friends.
2: Please come and join me yes, around yes. the campfire. I have cooked us the most amazing breakfast today. I haven't, it does look but, delicious, but it's a time, long story. Any chance we could take it inside?
0: Turnip soup again?
2: Just come and take a seat. The morning air is I'm, good for I'm you.
0: I'm going to take a, a quick Ooh. walk. <laughs> I need to relieve myself. Uh, back in a moment, So heading towards the tree line.
1: Okay, so Gregory walks off towards the tree line.
2: Once he turns around, can I pop up FM next to me, cast invisibility on him and tell him
1: to go uh, follow him. Okay. Uh, you cast invisibility and you hear, cheep, cheep. Yeah.
0: Can I roll a perception check?
1: Sure. Uh, perception contested with stealth check. Thirteen.
2: That one. <laughs> he just flies right into you. <laughs> <laughs> flies, so flies right you, into your back.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so um, Gregory, you hear like, cheep, chip and you're okay. like, mm. And you kind of look out, and you don't see anything, but you hear these wings fly straight past your ears, (laughs) and then... eh, As you hear this massive thud, as um, F.M. flies straight into the tree in front of you, (laughs) takes some damage, and then cut drops out of his invisibility and rolls in front of your feet. Chip, chip.
0: Phil, can you call back your monkey?
2: Fucking
1: idiot! <laughs> <laughs> Pop him out of existence. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Chee <laughs> like, chee. <choo-choo. And> so <laughs> disappears.
0: Okay. Yeah. I keep heading towards the tree line.
1: Okay. So, while you head towards the tree line, is there anything in particular, JC and Fiddle, you're doing, or are you just having breakfast?
2: Okay, what do you think he's doing? What do you think he's up to? I would like to think he's just taking a shit. <laughs> You're probably right. You're probably right. What do you think? Yeah, you're probably right. What do you... I don't know. I don't know, man. He's got this sword. He's got this sword. He's... I've never seen it before. I've never never thought about it before. He is quite evil, isn't he? Just as a person. Now he's got this big evil sword. Honestly, 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 he showed up and everything started going wrong. I'm just... I'm suspicious of him. I see. You don't see it? It's awfully suspicious. Going off, taking walks. (laughs) <laughs> Who takes walks? Who takes walks with a big, old, evil sword? I'm just saying watch out for him. Just saying watch out. Alright? Alright. Alright. Good. And what's in these sausages? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... oh, I love
0: paranoid fiddles so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're poison?
1: <laughs> They're poison. Uh, okay, so while you're having breakfast, you two, uh, Gregory, what are you doing?
0: Am I in the tree line? Am I, uh, am I yeah, away?
1: Yes. So okay. you've walked. It's like a kind of like a small little hill that uh, walks up and then you walk down the hill and it takes you out of sight from them. Um, they're still within earshot or you could keep work, walking further to get out of earshot as Yeah, well. a little bit out of earshot. Okay, so you walk for about two, three minutes and you feel like you're far enough away. You kind of follow the stream down the earth forest and mm-hmm. um, find a nice little kind of... Um, little alcove thing that you can kind of walk behind and you feel like you're pretty uh-huh. um, alone Great,
0: I'd like to pull out my sword please
1: Okay. So you pull out the sword and you start hearing oh, it's, 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 running through your head as you pull it out and you look at the the black blade of Black Razor with the starlight imagery along the the blade surface
0: What is it you want from me? just
1: here don't really get a response just that same weird echoey noise. I know you can understand me. what do you want? you start feeling this kind of it almost feels like a crawling hand walking up your back and then to the back of your neck and then crawling into your hair and you hear the voice come through.
0: Breed me. See, this isn't how this works. You're a tool. Understand this. I use you, not the other way around. Okay? Now, we can make this a partnership. Or, I'll do everything in my power to discard you.
1: Roll me a wisdom saving throw.
0: Oh, 13
1: thirteen. You start feeling your arm not become you and it starts moving and uh so the arm that's holding the the hilt uh starts moving the long sword and then your other arm starts not becoming in you, you resist it and then it pushes further and you can't push against it no matter with all your strength, Gregory. And it clasps around the handle so both your hands are around it and it starts angling the blade towards your gut and you're like you're shaking you, you are shaking with all your your might as it starts pulling and pulling as you start feeling the tip of the blade right on the
0: skin where your belly is so just like to say I'm, I'm immune to fear so and to use logic you could do that but then you'd be without a hand And do you think anyone else is stupid enough to pick you up
1: you hear the voice come through. I own
0: you. May think that for now, but trust me, you'll bend to my will, or you'll break. Just start hearing the same thing.
1: Oh, so oh, so the blade's still um, poke in your belly. Not, not piercing, just poking. And then... It releases. Is there a rock next to me? Um, I'll say there's rocks, yeah, because you're, you're near, near a stream as well as um, some other kind of uh, clear spaces. There are a couple of rocks, not big ones. Okay, well, I'm going to smash it against a rock. Okay, I'll say roll me an athletics check. It's 14. 14. Okay, so you swing it above your head and then and this sound um, all of you um, those of you at the campfire hear this you hear this like crackling shockwave just whoosh, straight through the king's forest as um, uh, it do- it's not like impactful to the point where it's going to blow over a tent or blow over a campfire but it just whoosh, washes straight through and um, Gregory you feel the full force of this as I need you to make me another wisdom save and throw 24. 24, okay. We can we get running down there? Sure. i can
2: pull out my wand and run after
1: him. I knew no, he was up to no good. So uh, so you take half a 25, so you take 12 necrotic damage as um, these kind of black tendril swirls all kind of emit from the blade and then all kind of shock into your, your chest and your torso area, kind of um, dealing that uh, negative energy damage towards you as you start feeling that uh, sunken feeling and um, drop to one knee, and uh, start feeling Black Razor just sort of shaking and vibrating in
0: your hand. I feel as though like I've made a mistake. I own you. For now, not for long. Maybe we can come to some kind of arrangement. Work together. So yeah,
1: about this time you see Fiddle and um, JC run over the kind of ridge, and then uh, you
0: can see him down by the stream. Gregory, what are you doing? What? I'm practicing martial arts. With a cast sword? It's a sword. It's an evil sword. I mean, to an extent, aren't all swords evil? I mean, think about a hammer. Think about a hammer, for example. A hammer also has other uses other than combat. You can build things with a hammer. An axe. You can chop down a tree and get some wood. But a sword is only designed to fight is that not evil Gregory roll a deception check fiddle roll an insight check
1: <laughs> was in that one
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice I only got a
1: six <laughs> <laughs> alright well he's stumbling over his lie so um, you can tell there's something not quite up you don't really know what but he's obviously up to no good so it's definitely not just practicing martial arts Hey, you gotta get rid of that
0: sword Gregory it's no good for you Powerful sword.
2: Why do you hate this sword so much? Because it's an evil sword. This why, was the sword that Necros used. Was Necros evil? Nobody got sucked into that
0: portal. Necros was weak. Come on, Gregory, throw the sword in the river. I can't. What do you mean? It's it's a good sword. I can't throw it away. <laughs> but it's evil. It's making you evil. No, it's not. How dare you?
2: How dare I? How dare you? I saved your life. Yeah, but you had that look on your face. <laughs> what look? Like you were going to betray us.
0: Betray you? Yeah. How would I betray you? Just, you know, being evil and stuff. I Fiddle, I don't like this line of questioning. What happened to you? You just you happened. you just being evil and stuff. Not evil, okay. Sure, I've done some questionable things. But who hasn't? And you own an
2: evil sword. It's not evil. It's pretty evil.
1: As as you're both having this kind of standoff, you see a human male um walk over the ridge behind Fiddle and JC, um, wearing blue robes, uh, bald heads, uh, a staff at his side. I hey, who are you? Point my wand at him. Uh, you point the wand, rond- yeah, so you see Middle-aged human male, bald head, shaven face. Wears blue robes over leather leather fastened tunic with a book satchel slung over his shoulder. He holds a silver staff with the heads, um, the heads of the staff frozen over. So he holds his hand out. He's like, "Wait, it's it's me, is Savava, the Lord Magister." No, good for you. What do you want? What's going What's going on here? Are we? Uh, we. What's going on? We cannot fall apart at this moment. We need to stick together. What are you talking about falling apart?
2: Wouldn't you like to know?
1: What? Why are you fighting? We're not. What is this about? We're just having a
0: friendly discourse. Go away. you are you shouting? I can hear you from the camp. Of course we're shouting. We're friends. We we get loud when we're around each other.
1: We're shouting because you've walked over here. Do you not understand the danger we are in at this present moment? Don't understand the danger you're in coming to
0: interrupt our conversation? Who is it you think you're talking to right now? Who is it you think you see? You are Gregory, yes? Yes. Let me reassure you, my friend. We are not in danger. We are the danger.
1: Ugh. (laughs) He just kind of... He just palms. (laughs) Listen. I understand you think you're very dangerous. Good for you. But please, if we could all just... Calmly come back to the campfire and we can sort this all out there calmly. Does that sound like a plan with everyone? At this
0: moment, I'd like to, I'd like to look down at Black Razor and look at him. Look down at Black Razor. Look at him. He's just <laughs> looking at both of you, like,
1: eyeballing him like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on?
0: <laughs> I'd like to calmly put the sword away. You just hear that. Feed <laughs> Just disappear into the back of your head, Gregory.
1: She put it away. It's like good. Uh, and he looks down at you, fiddle, and he's like, And you uh, um uh, fiddle, fiddle. Go back to the camp. We'll we'll be up shortly. Okay, just please don't kill each other. That's all I ask. And he puts his staff into the back. Um, this kind of like hold a thing in his robe and he starts walking back towards camp. I've never liked him. He's always given me an evil vibe, that
0: man. Oh, Fiddle. Helms Bells, please. What is wrong with you? What's happened? What
2: do you you mean? I'm fine. I'm fine. It's nothing. I'm fine. I mean, no, it's nothing. I'm fine. I'm fine. Leave me alone. As I storm back to camp.
1: (laughs) So fiddle just storms up off up the ridge. Um leaving just JC and Gregory just kind of standing
0: there. Is it just me or is there something off about him? <laughs> yeah.
2: Definitely seems pretty paranoid.
0: Yeah, it's strange. He it used to be so fun and carefree and now everyone's evil. Gregory's got an evil sword. No idea where he'd get that notion from. It's evil though, isn't it? Uh, Fine, okay, it's an evil sword, it's an evil sword, and it speaks to me, and it tells me to kill people. Alright, you've got me. You
2: should probably get rid of the sword.
0: It was a joke, it doesn't actually, it doesn't say that, it's it's not speaking to me right now. Speak to me.
2: I can hear it. What do you mean?
0: (laughs) Can we just bury it? Why is everyone going crazy around here? First fiddle being all paranoid, now you're hearing my... Not evil sword speak.
2: Okay, fine. Um, I'm gonna go and run after Fiddle. And then I'm gonna run up to him. And I'm gonna say, Fiddle, my old son! Wrong accent. You're a wee bit paranoid! You need to sort your shit out! <laughs> and I'd like to run back down the hill. Are <laughs> we, oh, yes, Gregory? I must go to Shadowdale, I do not have time for all of these shenanigans. I must go, I think the world depends on it. If you would all care to join me, I will meet you there. But that must go. And then I'd like to find my
1: horse that I had once. Uh, It's not with you.
2: I've lost Belladonna, my horse, I don't know where any of my shit is. I'm just gonna start (laughs) walk- Which way is Shadowdale? I'd like to just start walking there. Uh, I'd yell back to Fiddle. FIDDLE! And just pop it out!
1: (laughs) (laughs) He can't hear you from where you are, you're like five minutes out of the camp.
0: Look, just to prove that the sword's not evil, I'm going to throw it away. (laughs) I'm going to try and throw away the sword. Romeo Wisdom Save and Throw. (laughs) Oh, it's 21.
1: Okay. So you go to pull out the blade, and uh, JC, you see this as his arm kind of shoves the blade back into its sheath and then you see Gregory has to get his other arm to hold that arm that's pulling the blade out to like, get the strength to pull it out and then he... Everything's perfectly fine. <laughs> In one notion <laughs> regular hand motion. He just called out today, and I'm am sh- seizing up. He throws his whole body weight behind the throw, and bear- it's like a pathetic throw. It's like a half-ass kind of um chuck. But he manages to release the blade as Ugh! as it lands into the stream. See? Did you? Alrighty. Well, good good job. Thank you. I'm not
2: I'm not sure you meant for that to happen. I, but... I, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Monsieur Gregory, I would so truly appreciate it if you would come with me to Shadowdale. I do not have time to explain. We must go. Well, Well, it is... M- no? All right. But, uh, no, no, I mean, I'll,
0: I'll come. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Like, no time to explain. I mean, what... I mean, I guess Moloch isn't really here, and I guess there's not not really a kingdom to defend anymore. Whether well, we really cared about it in the first place, yeah. but
2: are we are we still employed by the the Queen? Right. We had some kind of term of service. Well, I'm not sure whether we have completed it. I mean, I, I, I did taking too I long.
0: Kind of bring her back to life, and I, I guess she kind of owes. Is are something, so maybe to release us from her bondage, maybe?
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: can she just give us a few quid and send us on our way? Like, we need to, uh, like, look, I'm sorry.
2: Mm. Wait, I, I you really war. have something super important to do, and it's not fighting your civil war, so... I, mean, I would suggest you walk back up to the campsite, and we should, you know, break our bond with her and see if we can get some money. Alright, yeah, yeah okay. Alright, let us do that. Can we do crime? that,
1: God? Can we do that over breakfast? So, as you, as you head back to the camp, um, I'll so say. So yeah,
0: just yeah, go back to the camp. Um, I, I think I've. Uh, I, I do need to relieve myself, actually.
2: No, oh, fuck. Fine, please. Take it. Roll turn. an
1: inside check. Okay, uh, <laughs> can, can I roll an inside check? Of course you can. Gregory, roll deception check. It's a
0: 17
2: uh, uh,
1: nine seems like he needs to take another piss <laughs> okay, fine take your
2: time yeah, I'm back soon okay, quick, if we can do all of the talking with
1: then we might be able to make this quick middle <laughs> walks back to camp JC follows suit. walks over the ridge and they're all out of sight, Gregory if there's something in particular you want
0: to do go <laughs> get the sword okay, so you
1: go pick up the sword put it back in your scabbard
0: no, no one will ever know so, hold on a second. Um, if I were to leave the sword there, what, what can I roll a, like an insight check to figure out if there's going to be any kind of ramifications if I leave the sword there? Um, I would say it'd be more Arcana check. Okay, let me give it a go.
1: Mm,
0: yeah, Arcana or religion, actually. Yeah, so I got a 13 on Arcana. 13 uh you're not
1: entirely sure what the ramifications are but you do feel because you do use um the weave in an arcane uh in a holy sort of um energy so you do feel the weave in some aspects in divine energy and you do feel there is a tether between you and the blades no matter where you go you are tethered to it um what that means you don't know but you can kind of extrapolate from that. No matter where you go, you are tethered. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you with that. While you ponder that. So fiddle. As you get back to camp, you see uh, survivors there, um, and you see Queen Anu says risen from her sleep, and she's sitting over the tent. Uh, sorry, over the tent, Um, over the campfire, and um, she looks over at you, and then um, a couple minutes later, sees John Claw come over, and she's like. Ah, I um, I haven't um properly thanked you for everything you did for me. okay. Is this is this breakfast up for grabs? Can I can I grab some? Yes, yeah. yep. please. please do. Okay, go for it. And she starts like help herself to a play, and she's like, Survivor, do you uh do you want some?" And he's like, "No." And she's like, "All right, more for me then." Starts uh makes herself a play, and she's like, oh, "I haven't done this and." over five years this is bad um, and she's sort of like lost in sort of you know reminiscing about something and then she kind of shakes it off and you see having a look at her properly um the queen she's a human female in her 40s long ye- yellow hair braided into one singular ponytail that falls over one of her shoulders um a strong square face with high cheekbones um she's wearing a plate armor that she, she always seems to wear uh, but upon closer inspection, now, now that you can see it, uh, it has dwarven runes inscribed around the cuffs, the pauldrons, and the chest piece. Uh, she wears; she is still wearing the Obiskaya crown on her head. And to her side, she's laid a greatsword next to her. Um, to look at it, it's like an ancient and battered greatsword—one that you'd find down at like the crypts with like an old dead knight. Uh, it's loads of imperfections and chisel pieces of the blade missing. It has a white cross guard with a long handle wrapped in blue-dyed leather with black pommel at the end. And as she sat there, she's like, uh You all seem like you're in a bit of a altercation, as is, is everything fine?
2: Yes, your majesty, I think I'm just I think I'm just going a bit crazy I think whatever came out of the sky has affected me quite badly
1: you see as you're like looking over at him you see survivor's standing behind us so she's sat down on a log and he's standing almost like watchful um you kind of see he's got like sort of like a relatable glance to you for a second then he goes back to his um demeanor again and she's like this um this Asarak that supposedly attacked what what do you all know of him she's like kind of looking down john claude you've joined by this point and gregory you're just walking down the ridge to join the uh the camp
2: yeah, um i don't think we know a huge amount we haven't actually spoken about it since it appeared it's been sort of go 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 i think i've heard the name before in a few places and a few like children's books almost
1: nothing concrete nothing really factual anybody else uh you see Survivor chimes in while you say that and he's like, Hmm, I concur. I've seen this name in passing, but nothing actually that would be hard evidence if this makes sense. Uh it's supposed to be some sort of like uh, ghost, usually. A, a a sort of scary story. I do not I did not think it was a real thing until obviously yesterday where there's a giant skull in the sky but this is beside the point your majesty i i believe the attempt was an assassination on your life i do not believe we are safe here i think we should travel i i believe we should go somewhere safe i do not know where else except from i know you're not going to like this but i believe we should seek out helminster and she looks over at her shoulder and she's like no 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 that's out of the question he deserted us too, too long ago. Have I arrived back at the camp yet? You've arrived back at the camp, yes. Good morning, your majesty. And she looks over at you and kind of gives you a knowing nod and then goes back to her conversation. She's like, that is out of the question. I need to return back to Suzelle. I need to re establish order within the kingdom. If I may interject. She looks over and she's like please take a look uh, you see savava as you as you say that and he's like how dare you speak to the queen when she does not and she holds
0: yes she, yes she yes yes, out, yes, that's that's fine, she holds out a
1: hand and she's like no Savava they came back and saved us when no one else would i would hear what he has to say if you'd just like to take a quick
0: look at the horizon see that uh, large tear in the sky she nods a powerful queen you may be but i do believe this issue may be slightly out of uh your jurisdiction at this point so I'd suggest that maybe Elminster isn't such a terrible idea you may have whatever history you have with him but at the same time if there's anyone in the mortal realms currently that's going to be able to help with you know the giant tear in the sky it's probably going to be a magic man isn't it hmm.
2: didn't, didn't you mention Elminster recently JC
0: yes for why
2: uh, the queen just said, or the queen's servant just said that.
1: I am Lord Magister. I am. I am her humble servant, but I am Lord Magister. You address me as such. And she looks around. She's like, "Sivava, stop."
2: Yes, this man said that the queen should go and seek out Elminster. And the queen said, "No, I couldn't possibly. I don't like him."
1: She like leans forward and she's like, "He could have stopped this whole civil war from happening in the first place." He's been around for so long now. I, no one really knows his true age, but he's been a great servant to call But when he left, it just felt like all the order just dissolved. I was left to pick up the pieces after
0: my father's death. Can I mumble under my breath as a like, mm, sort of your job there, wasn't it? Do we know why he left? Did he give a reason? She
1: doesn't catch the mumble body, oh, good. Um, yeah. she she looks over at you, Fiddle. I think he just, like, he never really gave a reason. Everyone loved him, and he did help me when I was younger, tutoring and such. But I don't know if he just had enough. I'm not sure. It's a shame. If, it, if there was some other way that we could have avoided this whole thing, I, I think Kormir and facing this, and she looks up at the sky once more, this threat. She looks around at all of you and she's like, I can't just abandon my people, not now. The civil war needs to end so we can be united to whatever this thing is. As you say, Gregory, it, this is clearly a bigger threat than us all, but Cormir needs to be united if we are if we are to face it. Well, sounds like the plan's made then. To Shadowdale. I don't think I should abandon my subject. And Savarva chimes in, he's like, I am but your humble servant, your majesty, but... I do believe Shadowdale will be the safest place for us at the moment and he looks around at all of you and Survivor, he, again he's being quite cold to you but um, still kind of um, being more formal whereas she's being a lot more open. Um, he's like I don't want you all to react differently and I want you to all act like you're continuing this conversation and looking over at us but and he looks over at you Fiddle uh, I saw you cast spells uh, What? How uh, powerful a arcane user are you? If you do not mind me asking.
2: On a scale of w- one to nine, I would say about seven.
1: Okay. Yes. This uh, this makes sense to me. Are you able to see invisibility?
2: Um. No, I don't believe so.
1: You see that Cormish sort of personality of like uh, turning the nose up, come in a little bit, and then he kind of stops himself. He's like, well. I don't want to alarm any of you, but for those of us that can see invisibility, there are currently three eyes up above this campfire looking down directly at us. Now, I do not know what any of these eyes belong to. However, we are being scried upon. And, I mean, it seems like a wild guess, I know, but I would throw all my wealth in that one of them would be this... Asarak. I believe the danger is very much still alive and I believe we need to move. Whatever we decide we decide soon and we do it now. And you see the 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 queen's stuck in two minds here. Uh, So I'm going to have one of you roll me a persuasion check with advantage because everyone but the queen is saying the opposite and she's the only one being defiant.
0: I'll do it. So 22 on the first one, and then it's uh, it's a nat 20 on the second. If I may, your majesty, I'd like to go and sit next to her, or at least opposite her. Yeah, she allows it. This is a a travesty. I understand that this is your home, your kingdom. These are your subjects. But this has the potential to spread, not just over Kormir, but the entirety of Faerun. I understand how you feel about running away. It's not running. You might be going in the wrong direction, but you're going in the direction of help. Whatever people may think of you now, they'll remember you after this as the queen that saved the realm. If there's anyone that's going to be seen in a good light after this, it's you. They won't remember you as the queen that ran away. They'll remember you as the queen that came back she
1: looks at you, Gregory, like sat next to her, and you see for a moment as you're like looking at her in the eye, she kind of forgets herself and almost over familiar, almost staring at each other for longer than she should. She looks away for a second. She says, It's not that I don't care about what people say. Of course I do, but I'm not worried about what people think of me after my regency ends it's the people I care about whether they hate me or, for it or whether they love me matters not it's just that they live more people will live your majesty
2: this man in front of you may be the most evil man I've ever met but I really do believe you need to trust him in this sit down with it
1: all she looks around to all of you on the nine hells and looks up to Varva. She looks down the fire once more. She finishes the rest of her breakfast, puts the plate down. She looks up to again. She's like, so how are we getting to Shadowdale then? And he looks round and looks around at all of you. Well, I can uh, teleport us there. Uh, it'd probably be a lot safer than going through King Azun's domain. Uh, no doubt if they catch us. They'll definitely behead Her Majesty and myself and probably all of you included if they capture us, so... That's probably not the best option. So I would suggest teleport. Sounds good. She looks round at all of you, lot, literally she ask him for your counsel. Um, which is very odd, uh, in this position. She, she's she's like, Alright, teleport it is and Survivor looks round, he's like, Uh do any of you um Can I eat breakfast first? Uh, yes, of 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 course. As long as you're Ooh, quick. What do we
2: get for Atasha's breakfast? We usually get, you know, temporary hit points for a for a JC breakfast. I can only imagine what we're gonna get for a Tasha breakfast. So,
1: with a Tasha's breakfast, you get
2: hundred temporary hit points. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> Minus fifteen hit points. You get <laughs> Essentially
2: Oh, is it gonna be like Hero's Feast?
1: It's gonna be exactly like Hero's Feast. So, nice!
2: It's going to be exactly just like a hero's piece. All creatures
1: are cured of diseases and poison, so any disease affecting you or poisons are um, affected become immune to poison and being frightened and make all wisdom saving throws with advantage. Ooh. Your hit point maximum increases by 2d10 and it gains the number of hit points for these benefits for 24 hours. So you make your you eat your breakfasts and your stuff. survivor hurries you up the entire time. He's watching over all of your shoulders, trying to get you to shove down the sausages and bacons and all that stuff. As um, you start rolling up your bedrolls, <clears throat> um, kick over the campfire, uh, say anything else anyone wants to do before you teleport to Shadowdale. JC, fiddle. Yeah, I don't don't think so. No, I think I'm good. Think we're all pretty good. All right, JC. All good. All right. Savava starts drawing down the teleport brings all into the center, and um, before he st- uh, finishes it, he looks over at some of you, and he's like, um, listen, we want to remain uh, incognito. This makes sense while we're there. Um, he looks over at the queen, who's wearing this full plate armor with a crown on her head with a great sword, and he looks over at Elon and he's like, does any of you have, like, a cloak or a cape you could um, potentially lend the queen while we're in there because if we draw more attention to ourselves then um there's going to be uh breadcrumbs to follow for um whoever might be looking
0: at us at the moment hmm, i do yeah i take the one that i used for the ball i give it to her
2: i could make you invisible
1: no no i think um i'll take gregory's uh travel cloak if that's okay with you i could polymorph you into a rat and you could sit in our pocket i am not being a rat and um polymorph you into a dog bark behind not us not being changed into any animal she takes the traveler's cloak off um gregory puts the hood over a crown and stuff you should at least take the crown off no i, I cannot it uh, protects me so she she looks like uh, the cloak does a good job of ca- um shrouding her shape but she does look like she's very bulky <laughs> due to the armor as um Survivor finishes the teleportation circle. And then you start seeing all the glips light up and all this white light. As um, he's like, okay, try not to be sick at the other end. As um, you all teleport, and a serum white light hits your vision for a moment. And as you all feel weightless for what seems like a, a long, a long pause, you suddenly. <laughs> feel some solid mass underneath your feet as you all kind of like catch yourselves, your knees bending, catching your weight before standing up and your visions come back to you and the sounds start creeping in of birds and chirping as the white light subsides and uh, the glitz, um lower down and there's like a small circle that appears on where you've landed where you see hard granite land you all stand atop a large dome-shaped hill overlooking a village below. This hill that you stand on is bare with patches of grass in between granite vol- volcanic rock. As the village below, you see one long road stretching across from a bridge that goes over a river to your right and then runs along a path past the lake further still and then runs into a forest on your far left. You see multiple smaller roads that deviate off this main one and you can see there's houses built up along the main road all on the side of it either side and built up along the offshoot roads you can see some larger buildings as well as some smaller buildings and it all seems to be all farmland all mainly from the small little people the little specks you can see down down by the road All small little specks, as you see, mostly a farming community. Welcome to Shadowdale. So I've got a photo aid here.
2: How exciting. Finally, Shadowdale.
1: Progress.
2: Progress.
0: (laughs) Good. Nice.
1: Where are we? So you are currently at number two. Um, you'll probably have to open this into a separate page to have a look at it. Um...
2: So we... Should we describe this for the podcast as well?
1: Well, I thought I just did. Yeah, we're on the ridge.
2: What? You said we were at number two on a ridge. Oh, 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 I, I <laughs> thought you meant like describing oh, the see, whole we, village. We
1: high, so... Uh,
2: no, yeah, yeah. Just sort of... False.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So number two is basically like i said it's like a large hill a mound that's like runs adjacent to the road um it's got kind of like three tiers that lead up to the top all dome shaped obviously i did this all on in incarnate so i can't make it as accurate as possible but it gives the gives the impression of what i'm trying to go for or what shadowdale is i should say
2: Nice,
1: nice. Um, they're currently overlooking the whole of the village so they're raised up on a tall hillside Place that overlooks the whole road and they can see from one forest line to the other and in between that this long road where the village sits. As um, Sifava pulls his uh, staff down he's like okay so remember all of you um, we have to remain as inconspicuous as possible. Our mission here is to find Elminster. I do not know where he is. I don't know um, and he looks at you John Claude and he's like uh, someone said that you know Elminster is here. Do you know whereabouts where he lives?
2: Um, no, no. Unfortunately, I don't recall. I just know that he's here, and I figured I oh, would just take it from there. I mean, um, that, that wizard's-looking tower yeah, down there. Yeah. Is the, probably a good thing. That, that twisted-looking to tower looks. Looks. I'd probably start there. Mm. Uh, looking on the map, there is a very big tower that looks like possibly a wizard's tower. Mm.
1: I see. Well, I can see a building with um some text above it that says, um, the old skull inn. So I might take Her Majesty there. Realistically I say it seems like there looks like a tavern down there. Uh I I am wary about um her walking around. The longer she's out in public, the more chances um of her being spotted. I think um I mean, you're more than welcome to come with if you want and then head off from there or we can split off and meet back at the tavern. It is up to you all.
2: No. I did think about going to the tavern. Yeah, us, we might as well go straight to the tavern. Well. We have
1: just woken up,
2: so we didn't really need to go and check ourselves in. Just yeah, we might just as well stay as a group though. Yeah, you're right. Oh, very well. Um, looking over to the west side of the map, yes, I can see that there is a shrine to Mistra over the river. Can I see that it is Mistra from this far away?
1: Roll a perception check. Because you Ooh, okay. you, we'll you will be able to see it. as just if you can discern it from the kind of landscape. Interesting. Can I create a spyglass using my little
2: feature? You can
1: zoom in. You kind of um, you spot a little weird ridge in the hill. So you kind of clasp your hands together, pull them apart, and a spyglass appears. And you see Savarva look over at you, like kind of cocking an eyebrow, so impressed. As um you look over, so you see a a ten foot by ten foot pyramid shaped statue that rises up in tears and to look at it it does look like it would be a statue or monument to mistra all right okay i uh note that down in my brain
2: and yeah continue down to the um down to the tavern put my spyglass away and i think seeing as i'm still a little bit crippled i'm gonna pop out
1: my cane <laughs> and walk with that instead so uh fiddle um embraces in a old man as he um you will walk down from the ridge. Uh, as you do, you pass, like I said, lots of farmlands. The photo there's a photo aid. It's not entirely accurate, but it will do. As you pass, uh, different sort of plots of lands, each one farmed by different, seems like different families. Each one, and the first people you pass, um, you see Savava leading the way and uh, Queen Alice they're doing her best to keep her hood over her face as um, she follows behind as um, you see one of the farmers looks up over at all of you, sort of that classic film, the camera's panning by, they're panning by, and then he, he does a nod and then the farmer looks over, then quickly looks back down to the soil and starts t- um, tilling um, more faster, a bit like nervous, and kind of just, Survivor just shakes it and car- carries on walking as you walk past. Uh, the House of Plenty seems to be a temple on the uh, eastern side of town, and you come onto the main road where you see there's a rows of houses with the Old Skull Inn uh, lodged pretty much in the centre of the houses. John Claude, are we, as you're all walking in a group, um, I don't. Are you all walking one by one, or are you all walking as like a group together? Would you say all of you are?
2: Uh, we're all on a line, holding hands and skipping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not,
1: I'm walking with my cat. <laughs> Fiddles in like a bag. I don't think Soleil would do that either, so she's kind of walking behind. Nah, she's loving it. Sure. Well, you see, <laughs> one of the locals walks walks up to you, he seems like a farmhand, um, half elven. One of his ears are kind of lopped off, kind of grizzly neck beards that kind of falls down to make a bit of like a wiry kind of lion's mane. It looks very hideous uh wisps of hair on his top of his head and um you can see as he's kind of smiling at you he's missing some teeth all very yellow and black the ones that are remaining as he looks at you and he's like oh there how goes it traveler how how goes the road hope you you didn't run into any trouble coming to shadowdale
2: not at all not at all it's been a long and arduous journey but um yeah, we made good time this morning. Oh from our, from our camp. We woke up at first light and walked all the way here, so I think it's about time we stopped in at the inn.
1: Oh you you look like an interesting fella, seen a lot in your day.
2: <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. And I tip my top hat to Ah,
1: what what are you all doing in this uh, this uh small little neck of the woods then, eh?
2: Uh, we're just we're just travelling through, making our way making our way north, trying to escape some more of the harsher points of the civil war.
1: North? Whereabouts north are you going? You see this other farmer come up to you, some um, an elven female, uh, long kind of uh, blonde hair falls down to her chest. Very slender frame. Seems like uh, could be like a wife to this gentleman. She's like Oh you're right there. How's it going? Uh where where are they saying they're going off to Seamus? And she he turns around and he's like Oh they they say they're going off north they are and she's like Oh is that right? Oh where, uh, where, where north are you going?
0: They lean into JC and just like they're very talkative, aren't they?
2: Rather. We're um we're just heading up north to Arabelle.
1: We've uh we've got some old family friends up there. They look at you and um they look at each other and you see um gentleman's like, uh Arabel's uh back south, back uh back towards Cormir. They're ending up north, us towards Is uh yeah, the for uh. the forest of the elves. That'd be.
2: How, how far north are we? One second.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to
2: find Shadowdale on the map.
1: Shadowdale's like basically in Cor- Cormanthor and like the forest, like on the very edges of it. It's... Ah,
2: it is. It's not on the Cormim map, is it? It's like, Sorry. Well... Can I say just Cormanthor
1: instead? <laughs>
2: Roll deception check. <laughs> can I help him? What were you doing? Nice. No, 20. Don't worry about it. Turn him on. Woo! You can do it. I don't think Fiddle would have made that mistake with his with his keen mind. <laughs> and knowing, where a map, knowing what a map looks like.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I was hoping, because I know maps. Alright, roll with advantage, because they roll quite high. Oh,
2: really? Higher than 20?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: No, I didn't get it. I was an 11 on
1: that one. See, they look at each other, and they kind of look at you with a suspicious look. And she's like, oh, Alright then, Seamus, well, I think we better be, um... And they kind of look at each other and better get back to the plot then and um he's like all right right you are um don't cause any trouble while you're in the the village eh yeah yeah we
2: won't we won't we'll um all right we'll just we'll just hang around here for a little bit and then carry on with our journey south (laughs) <laughs> like I said we were I said we were coming from the north remember uh
1: yeah heading'
2: yeah, south um, to arabelle he, this man's from corme
1: he's got to go and join up for the civil war you see the females sort of like patting the man on the shoulders like come on then uh come on then Samuel come on back to the farm I'm, as they I'm not, I'm not lying as they I'm not lying walk back to the uh to the farm and start tilling Oi. And they 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 watch you oh I said I'm not lying and um Come back You here. see, Survivor pull, pulls your arm. Pull, <laughs> pulls your arm, Fiddle, and he's like, Will you shut the fuck up? He thinks I'm lying. We're supposed to be incognito. Fiddle. Fiddle.
2: Exactly, and they think I'm lying. They're going to go and okay. spread just, rumors around the whole just, town saying we're to
1: just, you just let it go. your companion Just, now, just, just let
0: it go, Fiddle. I'm trying, alright? Don't rush me! <laughs> okay? <laughs> He's like,
1: he's awkwardly like looking around and just shuffling on, like he's walking ahead, pretending this whole <laughs> thing ain't <laughs> happening. Like,
0: okay, Fiddle, it's fine, right? Okay, where okay, are they? Where are, are they going?
1: They've gone back to tilling, but um, roll perception check, actually. Yeah, that was a four. They've just gone back to tilling.
2: Oh, well, what are you looking at, Fiddle? What are you? What are you staring just, at? Just, off in the distance, there. Yeah, I'm just looking at these people. Nothing. Nothing. So good. All good. Can I, can I look?
0: Yeah, roll me a perception check. <laughs> with
2: your... just, just those yes. two people over there. They think I'm lying.
0: Are we going to have to kill them?
2: No, no, no. Nothing like that.
1: 20. dirty 20. 20. Okay, so, Fiddle, you're sort of like a bit annoyed about the whole altercation. You're still sort of dwelling on it. Um, JC, with a calmer head, you look over and you see the man's gone back to tilling and um... You look at him closely, and he's not even like tilling the ground. he's just sort of like grazing over the top. And you look at the female elf, and she kind of puts a tool to the side and then goes back into a uh, house next to the farmland, and she disappears for about like 10 seconds, and then you see like the shutters on the window open ever so slightly, and like you can see her face in there, kind of like staring at you. Like staring at you all, not staring at you, seeing that you spot her, just sort of looking at you all as you're like standing there, suspicious.
2: Yeah, this isn't ideal. They definitely didn't believe us. The girl cover's probably blown already. Um Yeah, i am I'm gonna I'm gonna go over there and I start walking over to them. Oh no, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> and I grab him by his tiny backpack. I'm gonna use my benign transposition. And jump 30 feet forward with a teleport. Okay, so... <laughs> and then carry on walking over to JC, the...
1: you go to grab Fiddles. He <laughs> kind of dissipates and then in a bit of mist kind of appear up. Uh, who are you heading towards, the uh, man tilling or the hut? Sorry, the house.
2: Um... Oh is it just the man tilling outside it's just the, the man tilling outside In the the the, yeah, the yeah,
1: woman yeah. went to go back and she picked yeah, up a tool. yeah yeah yeah
2: i'm just gonna go over to gonna go over to to the man,
1: okay, so you go over to the man and um as you appear, he's like uh, 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 um uh, uh. I go, oh i i just
2: i just wanted to speak about what happened a second ago uh
1: yeah what do you um <clears> oh <throat> uh, yeah yeah what 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 is it you need um i uh, um I
2: would just like to um, tell me what's going on here, and I cast suggestion.
1: All right, what's the save on it? Wisdom nineteen. <laughs> he rolled an eighteen, but he's got uh plus zero. Nice. <laughs> All right. Um, he sort of like comes a bit flabbergasted, and he's like, uh, and you see his voice changes, and he starts speaking in more of a fairer voice. He's like, we are looking out for any sympathisers of Elminster. Why? Because the lady wants him. Which
2: lady? The lady who lives in the house over there? There's a house on the map
1: separate from the rest of the village? No. Lady of Loss. The Nightbringer. Can you tell me more about her? That's what you get from what's going on here.
2: Okay. Well, thank you very much. Carry on, carry on working. We're we're here to help.
1: Okay, and you see, he's constantly looking over at the harp. And JC, while this is going on, you see the woman's like disappear from the window as a uh, fiddle comes back to you on the road. This is this doesn't look good.
2: Apparently, everybody in this village is looking out for signs of Elminster because the lady who owns the village is trying to look for him. So he's not here. Mm, Sounds like he might not be here. I wonder why she hates him so much. That's my first question. Maybe we should go and knock on her door. Okay, why do you uh, hate Elminster? Yeah, exactly. I think maybe it's all evil. Maybe that witch. Yes, now you're starting to think we're (laughs) noggin. I think it's all evil too. Fade off, (laughs) damn it. Now you're talking sense. Finally. Always knew I could trust you, JC. Right. Come not Let's go down to her house, bang on her door, find out what's going on.
1: How do you feel about that, Your Majesty? You see, survivors poking his head out of the old skull inn. They've already gone into the tavern. He's just waiting for you to- guys to catch up. What? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like, I go in there after them. <laughs> so, are you all headed to the tavern? Is there anything else anyone's doing, or are you all heading in?
0: Yeah, I guess we're going. Okay. We could pretend to be bounty hunters, someone's put a price on the head of Elminster. That's
2: not a bad idea, I like that way of thinking. Well, this is okay, a bit deceptive,
0: uh, but what else can you expect from well, you? I, I have, well, don't speak to me like that. <laughs> Sorry, <it's> so deceptive. <laughs> hey, <then. laughs> well, I have a piece of parchment, we have an actual queen with us, and I'm sure she's got some kind of signet ring, so we get some wax, And then we get a little seal on it. And then it looks like an official bounty for the head of Elminster.
2: This sounds good. We take it up to the
0: lady. And then we say, well, yes, we're a group of bounty hunters. Or mercenaries, as you know, (laughs) we sort of (laughs) are. That's a good
2: point. We don't even need to pretend
0: (laughs) at that point. We sort of are mercenaries. So we just kind of say that, yeah, we're here to take down Elminster. So we can
2: pretend to be mercenaries, which we sort of are. We are pretending to work for the Queen, which we sort of are. Pretending to look for Elminster, which we sort of are.
0: We <laughs> sort of are. Yeah, the
2: truth. This is fantastic. So
0: exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's the best part about this lie: is it's heavily based in truth.
2: <laughs> it is entirely the truth.
1: All right. So as you all head into the tavern, you see on the outside it's a three-floor stone building with a thatch roof and a smoking chimney. A smaller building off to the side of the building houses the stables, with a two foot high stone wall runs the perimeter of the inn and the land around it, the, sta- so the inn, the stables and the farmland behind the building. As you rejoin Sivava and Alusa inside the inn, uh, it is a well kept establishment, a large open space full of tables with chairs leading up to a second floor balcony where it branches off into corridors for rooms and accommodation is where rooms and accommodation is provided. A bar sits to the right of the door that you've just entered with a human male standing behind it. Short ginger hair with an unkept ginger beard, dirty tunic and hairy forearms as he wipes clean a mug, kind of spits in it, wipes it again and then hangs it onto a hook. There is a handful of people within this tavern all drinking in different groups except for one. There's a one-armed human male sat in the far corner with a mug of ale just drinking to himself. Lent on the wall next to him as a silver greatsword. As the bartender hails you down, the ginger bartender. Oh hello there strangers, welcome to the Old Skull Inn. Known for its quality food and drink as well as its friendly staff. We got hot food and cold drink as well as room and board for every kind of person. What can I get ya?"
0: Can I see like a script anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> Roll for perception check. <laughs> it's a 14
1: yeah it's not that hard as soon as you walk in through the archway you look back at the door that you've just come from and hanging above the door is this plaque with like all the inscription of what he's just read on it,
0: it Doesn't quite feel as genuine now does it
1: well you know how it is we want to make all our customers feel welcome no matter who they are
0: <laughs> you could have said hello welcome to the inn can i get you anything and i probably would have said yes please sir an ale would be lovely Thank you for your service.
1: Would you like an ale?
0: Yes, please.
2: Like this, we're coming to the end of the session. I'm going to hop up onto a table. Press a take some sparks up. Big, loud, booming gong noise. I go, listen up,
0: fuckwits. Oh, no, no. We're
2: the Nine Hells Mercenary Company, and we're looking for Alminster.
1: Who can help us? You see Survivor looks shocked, and, uh, like, they're all kind of backed off. You see all the locals are just sort of, like, looking up confused. You see the gentleman with one arm in the, like, uh, almost Aragorn style when Lords of the Rings kind of sits forward and gets illuminated slightly as, um, you get, deliver that speech, and as you do, dong, Everyone just looks up at you, just staring. Not saying anything.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, like, quickly, well, not quickly, casually mo- move over to the Queen, and just, like, put my arm around her and just kind of, like, sh- walk into the corners, like, it would just follow me and just stay out of sight. She, she like follows your leads as
1: um, you see um, Fiddle looking around at some of the people. Uh, you see some of them just put down their mugs. There's about two or three that just stand up from different groups and walk out of the inn. They just walk out. And you see the rest of them all look round. And you will notice this. They all look petrified at what you've just done. And you see the bartenders looking around. And he's like, <laughs> oh. and he starts clapping. He's like, "That was a good joke. Uh, good joke." Ah, uh, yeah. And he he just sort of like tries gets everyone to follow suit. And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." Well done. Yeah. And they kind of go back to their drinks. Very. And you see as they're holding up the tankards, like the tankards shaking as they're like pulling it up to their lips. And he's like looking around at all of you and the bartender's eyes are wide and he's sort of like thinking like what have you done
0: perfect tragedy to fucking end (laughs) the session wow
1: yeah i think i think we're in the session there because um yeah that's not how i thought that was gonna go but why would you do that just
2: just, (laughs) why the fuck would you do there's a lot of secretism here secret secretive People. and that was the whole fucking point but this was the plan
0: you said we were going to go in and say we were
2: looking for Elminster. we were bounty hunters
0: yeah no to the lady's house not to the fucking tavern it's, it's we're it's, gonna it's... go and petition her directly just, well, well we can do that now anyway
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. yeah this is gonna be real interesting man <laughs> Shit. Yeah, just, just railroad Ollie's perfectly crafted story. We just don't need a middle. We just need a beginning and end of every adventure. Yeah, that's great. That was nice. Next! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah! I don't like this one. I don't like this one. I want to go No. Nope. Shadow does not for me.